Okay, back on a Thursday. Coming up, the Conservatives. They will have a new leader as of September the 10th. You can mark that on your calendar. The date, rules for the leadership race announced by the party yesterday. Coming up, political insider John Capobianco. He will join us a little later this hour. We'll talk all about it. But first, gas prices, of course, on the rise. Interest rates on the rise, too. A lot of discussion, I'm sure. Maybe it's your household, many households, when it comes to finances. So we thought we would do the same. Here's our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, who joins us now on this Thursday. Good afternoon, Rabina. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, let's start gas prices. Let's start there. Best advice you have for families right now who are trying to cope with a $0.07 increase. We're expecting another $0.07 increase uh, overnight tonight. Yeah, you know, I don't really have advice outside of try to drive less. Um, Try to make sure that when you are purchasing a car that it's fuel efficient and that you're not spending more on that trip from A to B than you have to. Uh, Try to find ways like carpooling, public transit, although I know with the pandemic that that is not a viable option for many who are still worried about being in close quarters with, uh, with people that are not in their household. Uh, but really it comes down to uh, being very, uh, very precise when you do drive, not wasting time, you know, going places, uh, because that of course is burning gas that's costing us three times what it was before the pandemic started. And, um, I feel for anybody that has to commute into work every day because their commute is getting much more expensive, uh, by the day, it seems like. Yeah. I think a lot of people just kind of throwing their hands in the air because you do feel kind of helpless. What can you do about this? Uh, the Ontario NDP, they tabled a motion yesterday, Rabina, to regulate the price of gas saying it's uh, done elsewhere, other provinces, other states in the U S do you think regulating the price, uh, would that work here in Ontario? So I do like the idea of gas stations not being able to raise prices on things like long weekends or going into a busy period where people are more likely to drive. That does always irk me like it does any other driver where, um, you know, the gas price was one on Tuesday. And then as we get closer to a long weekend, it just seems to go up and then come back down. I would, that would be, I think, very positive if, if they were able to regulate that, not allow stations to uh, raise their prices on those weekends. Now, the, st- the gas companies may argue, well, there's in- increased demand at that time. And so we have to raise our prices uh, to deal with the fact that this is the only supply we have and we have to charge more for it because there's more people coming through the door uh, asking for it. Uh, the, what's happening right now with gas prices, uh, regulations would not fix it. Um, really, it's a, it's a, it's a, a whole slew of things. Uh, the, obviously, the conflict in Ukraine is not helping. It's generally the pandemic has slowed things down. Um, and also supply chain issues, you know, getting the gasoline from A to B has been so expensive. And so all of that is playing into uh, what's happening right now on, uh, at, our, at our gas stations. What about cutting taxes? A lot of people are pointing fingers, looking at the government, saying, hey, listen, uh, look at how much uh, per liter of gas is in provincial tax, federal tax. As a matter of fact, the carbon tax is set for an increase in just a few weeks uh, next month. Could we look at cutting taxes on gasoline? Would that help? Would that provide some relief? I mean, cutting taxes, of course, would provide some relief, but those taxes are used for services uh, that we need. So when we think of cutting taxes in a dramatic way, we also have to deal with the fact that then you are willing to d- give up services that you may be using that you may not even understand are paid for by those tax dollars. 
The carbon pricing has been so misunderstood in this country. And most people you talk to don't understand that you do get a rebate at your uh, tax return time for that higher pricing at gas stations, depending on whether you're filing as an individual or you're filing as a family. And so the thinking is, is that if you drive less, you'll actually get more of a rebate back. It's more of an incentive. I often compare it to the five cent plastic bag. As soon as that was brought in, people's habits changed. And this is really what the carbon pricing is trying to do is change people's habits, get them to find alternative ways to get around, not drive as much. And, you know, as big companies that are polluting to get them to find better, cleaner solutions so that uh, we don't continue to pollute our environment. Okay, a lot of people also talking about Alberta, which is an oil-rich province, as we well know. Do we need to look at change our energy policy, do you think, to protect Canadians uh, better from outside uh, forces on uh, gasoline prices? Oh, Jeff, you're trying to get me in trouble now. <laughs> so, you know, listen, I, I it's no, it's no, it's no secret. I am very much an environmentalist. I'm very much on clean energy. I've always taken that stance. Uh, whether it's worth for us to explore as a nation more uh, oil and gas in Alberta, I think is for a bit of bigger economic mind than mine. But what I do understand about what's happening in Alberta is that it's very expensive to extract oil from the ground compared to somewhere like Saudi Arabia. And so when we look at uh, what businesses are worth pursuing, is that the way that we want to move when the world is moving towards green energy, the world's moving towards clean energy? Would the money be better spent trying to create more electric cars, more stations where people can charge their cars? Because if I was to get an electric car tomorrow, the next thing I'd be thinking is, how am I going to charge this thing if I'm going on a long trip? If you make it easier for people to use clean energy, they're more likely to use it and we won't be so dependent. And uh, to retrain people who already work in that industry, don't let them lose their jobs, use their talents to pivot to a job in clean energy. That's sort of my high level, uh, very elementary understanding of the oil and gas sector in Alberta. <laughs> All right. We were talking about that last hour, uh, what this is going to do, these rising gas prices to the EV market. It's going to be very interesting to watch that unfold. Okay. Let's uh, switch topics, uh, talk about interest rates, the interest rate hike yesterday by the Bank of Canada up from 0.25 to 0.5%. Uh, uh, let's start with the housing market. Do you think that this is going to cool off the red hot, uh, red hot sorry, housing market, Rabina? So I think rather than cooling it, I think it's going to normalize it. Uh, so what's happening right now is that even in, in your own neighborhood, I encourage anybody to look at the sales in the last two or three months. I mean, every time a house sells, it's like 10% more than the house that sold before. And that is not normal circumstances when it comes to the real estate market, no matter when you look at it during the hot spring season or during the, the you know, the, the a time when people were buying more homes maybe 10, 15 years ago. It doesn't matter which place, which time you hone in on. This is not normal. And so it's created a lot of anxiety for first time home buyers. So I think the higher rates will immediately take some buyers out of the market. So you won't get 20 people at every open house bidding on the same house that's you know on one street in one neighborhood and that's all that's available. And so that may may create some opportunity for people who actually do have the funds to buy that house where they're not competing with those people who just have more access to cheap money. So that is my hope is that it's going to take some anxiety and create some predictability that if you don't get this house today, it's not like the same house, you know, another house down the street is going to sell for 10% more in three weeks because that I think has, has created uh, obviously a lot of anxiety. But it all, it's just created an unrealistic expectation from buyers and sellers of what the real estate market should be. 
And big talk, I'm sure, around a lot of kitchen tables yesterday with the announcement of this increase of interest rates is if you're in a variable mortgage, what should you do? Uh, should you start looking at uh, locking down, uh, locking in? Uh, because a lot of people, Rubina, are concerned that uh, this is not one and done, right? Uh, this is just the first of uh, many interest rate increases. So the, the thinking is, is that we will be about a percentage point higher around this time next year. So that's three more rate hikes, exactly what they did yesterday at, at 25 basis points. They have six more opportunities to raise rates this year. So it wouldn't be, you know, it's not out of the realm of uh, reality to think that that, that could happen. Uh, most economists are telling us to prepare for higher rates. Uh, if you are in a variable rate mortgage, there are two types of variable rate mortgages. There's adjustable rate mortgage and then there's a variable rate. If you have an adjustable rate mortgage, that means um, your rate is your payment is going to change as of today because of the interest rate hike yesterday. You probably already have gotten a note saying that this, you know, your payment is changing to X amount starting at this date. If you have a uh, the other kind of variable rate mortgage, your payment won't change, but more money will go towards interest. So in both situations, you're spending more money and to fix the rate is a really personal situation. Historically, people have saved money when they stay variable, but history doesn't always repeat itself, and it's really about your comfort level. And this is a good time maybe to call your uh, whoever your mortgage contact is at the bank, ask them those key questions about what kind of mortgage you're in, what your options are, and then what fixed rates are being offered. And then you can do the math whether you think it's worth it. Maybe you could do the math and say, this is what it would cost if I went fixed. Why don't I just start paying my mortgage as if it's that much? And that's going to immediately bring your principal down faster. All right. Finally, on interest rates, what about inflation? We were just talking about rising gas prices, but rising prices overall, this hike in the interest rate from 0.25 to 0.5%, what will this do to rising prices? Is it going to cool that off? So not in an immediate way, because it's not exactly a, a, a huge jump. But the thinking is by the Bank of Canada is that inflation, and it is out of control, 5.1% year over year. If you look at certain items, you go to the grocery store, they're much higher in price year over year, 10, 11, you know, stewing beef, that, that one always blows my mind, 17% year over year, it's up. So the, the Bank of Canada is raising rates specifically because they want to cool inflation. So that is the thinking, that as money gets more expensive, that people will not be spending as much on the same things that they've been spending on, including housing, uh, including other items that they can they could spend less on if they didn't have access to that much cheap money. Uh, but that's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for us to get to what normal inflation is, which is around 2 to 3%, closer to 2 Uh Normally, you know, Things rise about 2% every year. So something costs $100 last year, costs $102 this year. Uh, but we have a long way to go. And interest rates have to come up quite a bit for us to really see that that inflationary pressure to bring things down, not not up. All right. Always informative. Rubina ahmed Hawk. Rubina, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. You bet. And we're back after break here on The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.